When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome to the All Good Things podcast. Welcome back here in our studio. We have uh, two close friends today, two close friends of mine. They're close friends. They host a podcast right here on YouTube called Hoot and a Half. Matt King and Mike Sheffer. Thank you, Jason. Oh, what an honor to be here. You know, we were just talking about something interesting uh, before this. We were asking, why is it called a podcast? Oh, yeah. Do you know why it's called a podcast? I don't. Okay, so Steve Jobs, R.I.P., uh, I believe invented the term in, I think it was 2002. And the, yeah. the term is a portmanteau. Look that up. It's a combination of words to make a new word, I think. A portmanteau. Yeah. I and like it's that. of the word iPod yep. and broadcast. So it's a podcast because you're broadcasting I... for the iPod. It's a podcast. No That's way. really cool. You want to know what else is interesting? I just made that up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you go and download the app and you use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order. That's an incredible deal. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Did you really make that up? Kind of. I, I've heard that before, but I don't know if it's fact-checked. So I, we can fact-check it. Oh, I am right. Podcast is a portmanteau Ooh. of iPod oh my and God. Broadcast. Oh, oh, yes! <laughs> Let's go, baby! Ding, ding, 10 points to Mike Sheffer. The earliest use of podcasting was traced to the Guardian columnist and BBC journalist Ben oh. Hammersley, who coined it early February 2004 while writing an article for The Guardian. Okay. Oh, So okay, Steve so Jobs probably Steve. took the, I, the, I think the first time it hit like pop culture lexicon, Steve Jobs talked about it as part of iTunes. Mm-hmm. Good God, I'm so happy I got that right. And that the joke Portmanteau. landed that I made it up. Yeah, yeah. What is new? The two most intellectual friends in the group, the two people that have seen all of Seinfeld. <laughs> I actually have it. You I, have ju- it? I keep trying to get into Seinfeld because Mike really enjoys it. And I want to be able to like bond with Mike and make jokes about it and make little references. You know who has done that? Who? Todd Smith has binge watched every episode has- of Seinfeld. He'll text me clips from the show. We'll joke about it now. We'll laugh about it. You, you, it's a great time. You only really need to watch like season three, four, and five. Okay. There is Larry David like, leaves and then they don't get their rhythm until the third season. Netflix I think. That's fair. does suggest like a, like the, the highlights. Of, oh, just watch uh, those then. Yeah. yeah watch yeah. those because those are like the memorable ones. I just, what is I, your favorite sitcom? Uh, the succession count as a sitcom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched a sitcom sitcom in forever. Uh, really? You don't have like a '90s like nostalgic, like a laugh track sitcom. Yeah, something that you grew up watching. I guess like everybody loves Raymond. No, Full House. Full oh, House. Okay. There you go. Hands down, Full House. Are you kidding me? I've, I've, have you seen the show Fleischman in Trouble? No, but I've heard I just of that. I started. I've only seen like half of the first episode. Claire Danes. It's uh, so Jesse good. Eisenberg. Yeah, I mean it's about a 
divorced guy who hates his life. So I relate to it. But <laughs> hold we, on, are these? Is this the old couch from Unfiltered? Uh, no, it's okay. not. No, but I I think we both went to the cheapest furniture store. <laughs> Me gotcha. and Zane went Just, to uh, kick back some memories. You know, uh, Jason, have you you know Mike has been doing uh, uh, cold plunges in the morning. No kidding. Yeah. And and what can I see? Uh yeah. So basically, I. Want to get healthier? I want to get more fit. You need to work out. But no, this is my this is my <laughs> this is my mantra: is anything but exercise. I will oh. do anything but exercise. Why so, don't you like exercise? I just hate it. I always have, and I feel like I always will. There was a period where I did get Mike in the gym for like three days, one week. Yeah, <laughs> but then I think Mike it was it, he got, Mike got too sore. He he didn't like how sore he felt. That's a good feeling. Yeah, like, you get sore. For like the first two weeks, and then you usually don't get sore anymore. There's been a few flashes, a few sprints. When Matt had his tonal at first, and he used to live very close to me, I, I was the doing tonal. the tonal. Maybe I did it like maybe for two weeks. Yeah. I can't last more than two weeks exercising. Just don't like it. I hate but it. You like your walks, right? Like yeah. When the sun goes down. His strolls. <laughs> his little my, his little Sheffer strolls. Oh yeah. Okay. But Saturdays now, you don't drive, right? And he likes a, he likes a Sheffer. He likes a Sheffer stroll. He likes a Sheffer uh, Schwitz. Yeah. He can if he love can go a Schwitz. Schwitz in a sauna. Uh, if any if anyone wants to gift a, a sauna to my house, Matt and I would would love that. Mike, I've said I would go half and half. Matt is willing to split a sauna with me at my house so that he can come and use it. That's how much he wants. A well, sauna. a sauna is actually a really good investment. I know, but I I don't own the place, so I don't want to. Buy a sauna, install it, and then possibly move in like you know. Six Scott had one months. put it in his house, and it's just like an outdoor one, and he put it together. And I remember it's that, fine. that's I've been in that one. It it's works amazing. Great. Yeah, yeah. Sauna's really really good for you. I know they make you live longer, right? Yeah, our, our, the finished saunas at least. Yes, but anyways, that. Mike has now been saying he's been doing polar plunges. What do you What do you stuff. mean saying he's been doing? I've been doing it. how many minutes. It's not minutes. It's seconds. It's, oh. oh, well, because okay, he was saying that he was like uh, getting in the pool and doing these cold showers. And I'm like, I'm not believing you for a second that you're doing this. And the only reason why I, I'm saying it is because I know Mike. Mike, you're, I don't, you're not much of like a morning person. No, Mike, I'm not. Mike's like, a, don't talk to me till I have my coffee kind of a guy. Yeah. yeah and then he's been and like, I can already tell like he's the type of guy, like his voice is like, you know, it's all like, yeah. that, he has gives that morning kind of voice. I don't smile until noon. Yeah. Really? And then he goes, I've been going out into the pool, getting the, I'm like, bullshit, you are. You have not. He's like, yeah, I've been doing it for like eight days in a row. And like. <laughs> I go, okay, prove it. Film yourself. And he sends like screenshots <laughs> of a minute. And I go, how long did you go for? And so, then- okay. Okay. You, I, just, you just sent screenshots, not a video. No, because I'm making all sorts of crazy sounds and I'm cursing and I'm like, <laughs> and it's just like really difficult. I started with the cold showers. Okay. But then Matt put this in my head, which I kind of wish he didn't because it made me hate the cold shower. I was doing the cold showers for like two weeks and then I told Matt to do it and he's like, I like the shower. It's a sanctuary. I like the warmth of it. I don't want to ruin the end of my shower and like not look forward to it yeah. by turning the water on cold and hating it. Right. So I was like, wow, I don't want to do that either. So instead, I just wake up in the morning. I do my Wim Hof breathing. Yep. And then I put on a bathing suit and I put on some flip flops and I it's like 48 degrees, 42 degrees. Did you in the buy morning. a tub or you have ice? No, my, in my pool. In pool. Oh, you just jump in the pool. Yeah. The pool's not heated. Uh, it's cold. My pool's cold. not heated, and it's, get, it's getting to like 40 degrees here in, in L.A. at night, and it's like 42 degrees in the morning. I just walk down the stairs, and I'm just convulsing like, uh, and I can last. The first time, I probably lasted less than 10 seconds, and now I'm up to like 35 seconds. Just I want to get up to. But do like Joe Rogan, man. Just go in there and go. 
You won't even try it once. When you tell me you're going, you can't. I promise you, you're going to go in and you will last less than 10 seconds. My record, uh, we I did two minutes the first time. You did it at the aloe thing, or right? Maybe it was three. I can't remember. And then Jess did five. And then I broke Jess's record. I did eight. The same day? Eight No, minutes. no. The next time we went back. I think your body does adapt. Like there's, there is this like crazy response when, that you the get. The Wim Hof works. Yes, it I really agree. does. Have you tried it? Yeah. When I try to quit <laughs> nicotine. Yeah, for sure. How's that going? Oh, speaking um, of quit quitting nicotine, I promised you one of these. Oh, yeah, 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 what yeah. What is this? Jason's trying to quit nicotine. Yeah, I don't smoke, but I chew Nicorette. Yes. And I need to quit. Um, this is called Kickstart. It's not an ad, so it's, it's not like a brand deal or anything. I'm sorry. Kick stick. Kick stick. And it's uh, it's, it? it's licorice root. You want to try one? You look like mm. Harry Potter one. I'll take the other one then. Well, which one is like, the which side do you chew on? Either. Either? You just chew on licorice? It's like a, it's like a dog bone for humans. This does just taste like a stick. <laughs> no, 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 you got you to gotta crack it open. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about your uh, engagement. Let's talk about that. My engagement? I'm very, very into it. I, I think it's great. You're getting married. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and I have a new relationship myself. So love is in the air. Yeah. And what, what, how was that? How is, is it? Is love in the air? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were actually Mike, talking about. you're going to meet somebody. I'm kidding. We, uh, I, I'm always trying to set Mike up. You got really to widen the net. You can't just, uh, listen, I'm Jewish, so I can say this. You can't just go for Jews. There's not enough of them. You got to widen the net. There's a lot of people out there. I, I know you want to marry a Jewish girl, but you know, I, uh, do you think Matt? Do you think I, she- I agree. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm always setting Mike up with great Jewish girls. When I, on Sunday, I got lunch with Jess and her friends yeah. and I posted a Instagram story of like us, all of us getting pizza. Yeah. And it's like Jess and, you know, two Gentile girls who don't look Jewish at all. And I got a DM from one of my old college friends who's very Jewish. And he goes, don't fall into the shiksa <laughs> trap of LA. You have to meet a Jewish girl. Just like, you can't escape it. I'm just like, I know they're just friends. It's fine. I mean, I get it. I, I, you know, it's nice. sorry. I didn't mean to hijack. Love is in the air. Matt's getting engaged. <laughs> I am engaged. Or Matt's getting married. Matt's getting married. And I'm getting married. What's great uh, so far in the process of like, having now been engaged and you know setting the date figuring out where you want to get married is that patricia has had like her venue and like the church planned since she was like a kid so that's easy all we had to do was lock in a date we took our pictures that's done Great. now it's just making the list and and, and 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 agreeing on uh who's coming which ones are your friends which ones are her friends which ones are y'all's friends like right. as a group or which family members are coming and then you're also like getting into you know you gotta have some conversations with your parents being like who because you gotta let your parents invite their own people to my the wedding. first wedding there was a hundred people there i didn't know yeah. that was just parents friends yeah. but then but then you're kind of like well then who have these people been where have these people been my entire life yeah yeah you if know, you're man. meeting someone at your own wedding that's probably a little strange right yes unless no, they're from the bride side and genuinely you don't know them but the if but i'm saying if the couple is meeting someone for the first time that's yes. a little nuts i think that's strange most of what i went through was like <laughs> my ex-wife's father's friends who mm. he like did business with he and like insisted that they all be invited which is fine and he paid for it but guess how many groomsmen this guy's gonna have how many is it 11, 12? What? It yeah. started at 14. Hey, I have to balance out the bridesmaids. It started at 14, Jason. 14 groomsmen and brides are going to be, it's going to be a fucking Wu-Tang Clan concert. I've never heard of that many. Max them out, but it's like, but I've, I've gone to weddings where there have been like 14. 
And and uh, Cody and Devin, are they in there? <laughs> no. Cody Coe? I love your uh, obsession I'm, with him and Cody Coe. Uh, no, I, I love Cody Coe. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was, I'm going, clo- I wish I'm, I was closer with him. I'm like going to Cody. Wa- he's one of the only YouTubers I watch. Oh, yeah. He's um, great. I'm going but, to Cody Coe's wedding. But you, he's always... You are? Mm-hmm. See? Got the invite. That's great. I got the invite. You know, sometimes I do think, you know... I was originally supposed to propose in September. Oh, and what happened? The day I got it, I genuinely think you may have caused my appendicitis or you had something to do with it, A hundred percent. Me? Because yes. you surprised me. So for the people who don't know, I proposed to Patricia on October 13th. Yes, October 13th. And, but I was supposed to propose in September, mid-September, but I got appendicitis. But the day I got appendicitis was the day I was going to the Emmys, and I was so excited. But we, no, Jason had a surprise for me. He was recording a podcast episode. Jason surprised me with Pete Holmes, who's one of my uh, my favorite podcast comedian personalities sure. I listen to. So talented. And I had been wanting to meet this guy for forever. But Jason blindfolded me that day. I was already stressed about proposing to my girlfriend that Shoot. week. That week I, he was supposed to do it. Like yeah. three days later. I was supposed to get on a flight the, the next, next day. day. You're saying the Pete Holmes surprise gave you appendicitis. Yes, Jason. because he was so stressed. He was, okay, he showed up in a tuxedo because he was stressed about Look arriving great. to the Emmys on time. Right. And arriving to the Emmys on time so you can go to the after party. On It was a whole domino effect. So so at the after the after party, you were going to propose. No, no, no. He was going to fly the next day. Fly. I was going to fly the next day, and then but my family had a flight. They were going to like surprise Patricia there after the proposal uh, then we were all going to go to the auburn penn state game my aunt and uncle were coming in and my brother and his girlfriend were <laughs> no. coming in jason but was, he didn't but, even know it was a surprise from you i just told him you got to show up to my house i'm gonna drive you somewhere that you can't see and you're gonna blindfold and walk in and he didn't know it was you until we walked into <laughs> the room so for about an hour and a half he's just in a tuxedo sweating stressing thinking he's gonna miss the emmys worried about what the surprise is what's it gonna be am i gonna get pranked he just all this anxiety running through his body. And then it's Pete Holmes, his idol of all times. He has fantasized wow. about meeting Pete Holmes. He's told me he wants to like, I yeah, like yeah. you want to meet him in an organic way, right? You don't want to yeah. like so, fanboy. Yeah. And I think it was also a bit of like the sensory deprivation of like my being, bl- I was blindfolded the longest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> Not to the point where I feel like it was like torture, but like. But it's a sensory I, deprivation experience. So then going down. into that, that room and then just being in immediate like shock, such a whirlwind. I feel like did something <laughs> inside me. You pulled it's ridiculous. It, but I, it, trust me, it's like nothing to like. It, you are not at fault, but it definitely. He had to leave the Emmys. I, he so was at the I Emmys did. for thirty so minutes. Yeah, then I went to the Emmys, and yeah. I remember just getting a terrible tummy ache, and being like, "I have to go." And, and where'd you go? Um, well, then I to my oh, house. I crawled. I was at the Emmys, and I. I was with Zane, and Zane was in like such a good mood, and I and I couldn't be in a good mood with him. And you you know me, I like to chat, I like to enjoy a scene. Yeah. I couldn't talk to anybody. All I wanted to do was just crawl up and die. I hid behind, and I started sweating really, really bad. And then I called you, and I said, "I'm getting a little a lift right now. I need to just go to your place because I couldn't go into my house because Zane had the key, and he couldn't give me the key or something." And, and I went there and Mike was like, you're overreacting. It's because you're proposing <laughs> gaslight. I just me. thought he was, I just thought he was a little overwhelmed and had some a stressful day. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Your appendix is exploding. I went on WebMD. We and then we recorded symptoms. two episodes of good influences. The and next the whole morning, time I'm like, Ow. you did the next morning. You the next morning we did two episodes of good influences and he was wincing the whole time. And then Carly and Aaron, they did a video with him after. 
And then they took him to the ER. They put you to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they were with him at the ER for like, I don't know, an hour, two hours. And then they had to leave. So I showed up to the ER for like another hour. They finally saw Matt. We waited another two hours for the scans. It's like nine at night. And then the doctors come over and go, sir, we're going to have to remove your appendix. And yeah. we, me and Matt were just like, there is no fucking way this is happening right now. What did you say to the nurses, though? That one time? Oh, oh like, she goes... <laughs> I remember it uh, hurt so bad because I wanted to laugh so hard. It was, my it was like a young group of doctors. It was like a team of like, you know, young doctors. Mm-hmm. It was like a girl and two guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she said something. She was given the diagnosis. She goes, yeah, so the tip is a little bit enlarged. And I go, hell yeah, brother, your tip is enlarged. <laughs> and she laughed at that. Like, Mike. <laughs> it was like a very Killing serious. Killing getting, getting some laughs. Yeah. Serious are, conversation. Huh? It was oh, a serious Just to moment. clarify, my appendix, though, it didn't rupture it just became super inflamed and then i removed it sorry for anybody who's a medical professional is that listening. A, is where do they go in that through the stomach or the back uh, well it's a laparoscopy so usually back through the balls. probably your days <laughs> there was an appendectomy and that's where they like just cut it open and took it out it was a laparoscopy so they went in through through three different areas one through my belly button two kind of down in the lower abdomen one's a camera one kind of holds it and one cauterizes it or like staples it shut and then it removes hurt? it um hurt uh, incredibly uncomfortable yeah like it your first kind of like i don't say bowel movement but when your intestines are digesting food for the first time going near that area extremely painful i can't wait till pete holmes hears a story oh i know that is so funny i had no idea because you know he didn't he wasn't like I don't think he's ever surprised anybody. Like, that's not his thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then yeah. the one person he surprises. Because also because after it, I was so like, I was now, already in shock. The whole, I remember the whole ride back to, uh, we were getting dropped off at Lauren DIY's house. I was so just like, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. Because it was just, I was in shock the whole time. I couldn't process all the things I really wanted to ask him and talk to him about. Okay, okay. So I caused that. Cool. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Um, and then, so you have to put it off for three months. One, one month. month. One, one month. month. We were talking to the doctors. Like I was trying to negotiate with the doctors. Like, look, he's supposed to be on a flight in like 12 hours. He's going to propose. Can we do this in like three days? Can he get, can he, propo-? and I was just like trying to negotiate with them. Yeah. They were like, you have to cancel this flight. You have to cancel the proposal. You're going under the knife in like six hours. And so we're, and Patricia was on her way and she obviously didn't know. So we had to like I, make these phone calls to Matt's family, her parents and cancel a proposal 12 hours before it's supposed yep. to happen. But you know what? I got to say, Mike, you are such a good friend and you a are great a co-host friend. as well. But I, those are those times <laughs> where you are so grateful that you have somebody there. Mike's my uh, emergency contact. You. Am I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I might start. That's a smart you, thing. I have a good you. emergency contact. Who is your emergency contact? Mike. It's me. <laughs> oh, I thought it's like Wyatt. Or Mike like... <laughs> and, uh, and my ex-wife, yeah. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Just to, like, I'm honored. Yeah. yeah Sometimes yeah, well, I, I always worry. I still put, what do you, who do you put? Uh, I, well, I, I put my mom, but she's in New Jersey, so she can't really do anything. Right. That's kind of not a good idea. I feel like as a, as we're adults and we're living far away from our parents, should we? It's really funny of all celebrities. Pete Holmes did that to you. you know I know. <laughs> it wasn't Obama. It, it because it, it, it wasn't was Justin Bieber. Much, it was because of how much, like, it, it, it was just because of how much I've consumed. Jennifer Lawrence. His stuff. Yeah. None of that would have done it. It's Pete Holmes. It's those types of celebrities who like. 
do it for me. It's the ones where who else? Who else would be like a really cool? I know you you love celebrities. Oh, people say gosh. you name drop a lot. Ezra Koenig. Who? We, I, I, Matt King name. Well, we're drops. writing the David we're writing the Dobrik. David Dobrik name drops okay, a lot. David's on another. Yeah, okay. I mean, David. David. Like, yeah. Sure, sure. I name drop a lot. Um, I mean, David's would, on another plane. Who would do it for me? Honestly, after Pete Holmes beating him, I kind of have metal, mellowed out. Um, Ezra Koenig. From Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. Ezra oh, that Koenig, would be cool. But, or Bo Burnham. But, like, I don't want to talk to Bo Burnham. We he saw would, Bo Burnham the other day where in I, Studio City just walking along. And so then, so now you go, and you, where did you do your proposal? I did my proposal at a place called- Dave and Buster's? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I did my proposal. I remember being very stressed about trying to find a new place to propose because- I think I was very angry because I had it so visualized in my head. Yeah. Like, I was going to do it in Alabama. I was going to do it, like, in her backyard, but it was, like, perfect. Because, yeah. like, I don't know. She had such a connection with it, and we thought that would be a great place. And in a lot more, like, control. Like, just... Did you feel a lot of pressure to make it perfect? No. No. And that's what I loved is, like, uh, you know, Patricia, she's a really easygoing gal, but we always kind of, like, were on the same page that we didn't want to make our proposal, like, a stunt or a performance. But all respect to how people want to propose, but sometimes I think some people just amp up, like, the theatrics of their proposal right. where it kind of ruins, like, the, the heart and the moment. Like, you should do that with your significant other, like, by yourself somewhere. Yeah. Like sometimes people have their friends and family like immediately rush in yep. or like you have sometimes a photographer there and it gets like, sometimes it's so obvious. What's your take on of having a photographer there? Well, I recommend. You think that's cheesy? It depends. Uh, no, but have the photographer really far away. We actually had two friends who helped set up a picnic and then they were kind of hiding and then they kind of took like, like really like blurry, like, cute videos <laughs> from far away but we loved that we loved that, right. that was the interaction and they came over and they helped take photos of us after we had proposed yeah. i think take photos after you propose and maybe one far away of you proposing but just you don't want to get lav mic'd up hey yes. testing testing don't, is working like don't record <laughs> i don't know can you uh, can you check the focus on the yeah you don't want that don't record like your proposal or like you want to hear like Everything that you said, but once again, all respect to people who do it. Yeah, because we, we were somewhere and we this couple got engaged, and he it was like insane. Like he had like uh, it was like in the most beautiful place in Italy. Yeah, and like people came. It was it was photographed. It was videotaped. Everybody came out, and it, it feels like too much. I feel like just do honestly. Happy wife is a happy life. So have you do always really wanted what, to be married? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Is this a very easy podcast for you right now? Or but, but for the big guests, do you have like a lot of questions and stuff? Do you do a lot of preparation? This is like fun. Uh, fun. The big guests, I'm more like, I'm more nervous and just like hoping. Uh, talk, talking but, to Phineas, like but, you just you just want to make sure he has a good time. I don't know him that well. And, yeah. Or like Julie Bowen or. We know him pretty well. We know him pretty well. Yeah. We were just at his house, um, <laughs> what was it, how many days ago? Uh, like four days ago. Oh, like really? Ago, how was that? That was, that was a pretty, pretty cool, cool invite. Yeah. Was it a Christmas party? Yep. It was. Damn. It was. Play, did, played a little. Did he? Did they play? Yeah, he played Played a little music. Sing no, some, he didn't. Sing some carols? Oh, yeah. I, I did a little Hava Nagila on the family piano. Did, did you? you? Do you like Ben Folds? Um, I guess <laughs> I used to like 40 years ago. Oh, but You need to see Phineas perform Ben Fold Rick? song, The Luckiest on the Wurlitzer. Remember that night? Oh, oh, at his. <laughs> it, Where, who are you guys? It, it, yeah, it, that was, was cool. it was incredible. But just, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if the world will ever see it, but we saw it. And it was just, oh, brought and me to tears. He did a nice job. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, you guys have another podcast called Good Influences. Oh, I yeah. I should have said that up top. 
Yeah. How's that? I love good influences. Yeah, if we could do good influences every single day, I would. It's yeah. that's like vacation. It's yeah. unbelievable that Car- it's a doing so well. Carly and Aaron were here. They told some funny stories, but I can't remember what they were. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, so they're going to be I think it was about on Lady Gaga or something? Oh yeah, my Lady Gaga story that nobody believes. <laughs> it never happened. What was the story? I was I, already thinking that right when Lady Gaga came out of your mouth or years. I was like, oh god, here we go. Long story short, because I've already told this, but I was at an event in a VIP area. Lady Gaga shows up with her dancers and her entourage. We're watching the show. Everyone's trying to like get a picture with her, or whatever. And her and I start talking because she's just next what? to me at the show. And I said, oh, I'm from New Jersey. She goes, oh, I spent a lot of time in New Jersey in Short Hills. I said, oh, I had my bar mitzvah in Short Hills. And she's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm playing tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that's so great. I don't know that. I don't know that I know your songs that well because I don't really listen to pop music. And she's like, you don't listen to pop music. I said, no. So I don't really know a lot of your songs. And she was like, oh, what about this one? And then she starts like like singing one of her songs and did her like signature eye thing. And I am just like, please stop. This is so embarrassing because everyone's just watching her like perform for me. And then her dancers start like doing the backup dance with her. And then I was like, where were you at a VIP, like in at a South by Southwest event at a VIP section while like uh, Reggie Watts was playing. We went to go see Reggie Watts. That's what it was. Okay. So at this point in time, Reggie Watts is more famous than Lady. Lady No, no, no. Lady people stopped watching the Reggie Watts show and looked up at the VIP balcony because Lady Gaga was there. The point is Mike is saying to Lady Gaga, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. No, I didn't say I don't know who you are. I, I know, but you go, I'm not familiar with your music or whatever you said and then she goes uh, Roma Roma yes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and gets her backup dancers <laughs> that whole moment never happened yes it did there is no way Lady Gaga would do something like that e- even even Jess agrees I, it's fine that no one believes me I but think you told a story one time you told the, I, I this have, story once and then you realized first you had of all, to stick with this story for the rest of your life no, I think you started with a no. little bit of a white lie we exaggerated times nope. everybody does it Brian nope. Williams said he was in a helicopter over Iraq he was not <laughs> <laughs> that is true, right? Yeah. I have okay. My brother was okay. with, my brother was with me. My best friend was with me, and right afterwards, I called my other friend, who was the biggest Lady Gaga fan, and told him exactly what happened, word for word. And I and I called him up and I said, "Hey, is this what happened?" He said, "Yes, that's what you told me when it happened." And did you feel dumb later when you didn't when you found out she was a huge deal? No, no. I know that Lady Gaga is a huge deal, but it I didn't I couldn't like place a Lady Gaga song versus a Katy Perry song versus ah. like a Taylor Swift song at the time because I was just like, Bro, you know, she was huge. I know she was Massive. huge. It was and this was then she invited me to the show. She's like, you should come to the show tomorrow. See, oh, but now then, we're going to toss in this detail. No, I told you this already, but then she left and I like didn't get any information and like I didn't give her my name or anything. So it was kind of like an empty. That's my that's my what my one celebrity crush. Lady Gaga? Unreal. Unreal. Did you ever see the story on Howard that she told? No. She, she, um, 99 people can be in a room, room but if one believes in you, you. <laughs> that's like her, like, go to. Have you seen her, like, she was like, like the right? times? Yeah. yeah. This is when I fell in love with her. He goes, he goes, what's Edge of Glory about? She, uh, and then you know, Edge of Glory, it's like a fast dance song. You're like, oh, all right. And she goes, oh, she goes, well, I wrote that, uh, watching my grandfather die. And he was like, what? He's like, how could you write that about your grandfather dying? Like, well, I don't understand. It's a dance song. And she's like, oh, well, let me show you. And she goes on the piano and she plays it like really slow. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I was just like looking into his eyes and he was dying. And he was like, You're, he's on the edge. And I was just like, wow. after I heard that, I was like, yeah, she's a real artist. how do you take that and then turn it into a dance song? Like, that's literally my favorite thing in life. Like just hearing people, that was what I loved about Phineas. Like just 
I was begging him, like, tell me how you wrote Bad Guy. Like, I, that's my favorite. Or he said something really cool. He he showed me how he wrote the Bond theme. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. insane, insane. And he just said, he goes, yeah, you know, once I got bum 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 bum, whatever it was, yeah, I can't remember it now. And I was like. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a genius. Unbelievable. You have a lot of success at South by Southwest. Didn't you hang out with Tyler, the creator too? Yep. How was that? Spent like the day with that whole crew. What goes on at South by Southwest? I've never been. It's the best. You should roll with us. It's so, (laughs) it's the best. Do you have a good time? I went went for 10 years in a row. So we, me and like my crew have developed like a cult awareness of people like know who we are at South by like the, the people who run the events, the people who run the security, they're like, oh, the headband boys are back this year. And you can just get in anywhere. Yeah, basically. And are we still going to be rocking the headbands? 100 billion percent till I die. Did you go last year? No, we didn't. Last year was, well, it shut down during 2020. And yeah. then we didn't go last year because I wasn't sure if it was like going to be up and running full. And I It was a bit of a gamble last year. Yeah, but like, I think this year I want to go. Oh, yeah. Full. Is, it, is, it more, uh, is it more films that you go see or bands? Well, mm-hmm. it starts off with film. Music and, film. And, and Well, no, it doesn't start. Oh, music, music and technology. Music is at the end. It's Yeah, it's no, it's film and technology. That's what I said. And then it goes into music. Yes. Uh, so the first week is film. It's film and technology. But it, we don't go to like the panels. It, there will be... Intel will have a house. Or oh, Pepsi we don't will... even get the badges. Yeah, we don't even get the badges. We just go to the parties. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're not there to like learn from industry experts or like see panels. We're there to network. Yeah, <laughs> and just mingle. Have you ever gotten a, some like a good brand deal from? Abs- uh, yeah, I, I would think say we've so. Met a, I've met a lot of people at South by that we've we've had brand deals at South by, yes. and we have met people who work on like the yeah. media teams because it's a lot of brand doing activations there and yeah. mike mike you manage matt too yes. correct yes and, and how did you decide that mike would be your manager um how did i decide it well it you know what okay so Bonaire, right? it, it was in bonaire but we yeah so we had met at a uh, good time at davy wayne's I, hey jason you may have been there i know todd was there and we just ended up talking to mike and i learned he did social media managing <laughs> and i needed a manager during that time in my life i had kind of like flirted with a couple managers flirting meaning like trying them out to see if they were a good fit yeah um and the thing is in la a lot of managers are really slimy kind of people yeah yeah, yeah. and like you get talking to conversations with them and then they they want to provide the best uh 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 future for you and it's just this whole kind of rigor rigmarole and i just i don't know it was really sketched out by a lot but then mike what you was really great is because you weren't interested in becoming my manager. You were helping uh, me figure out what I wanted to do or what I needed to do or getting me out of like a bad headspace of like, I don't know, my own anxiety being a social media creator. Right. And he really like cleared some stuff in my head for me. And it was almost like he was half, halfway like a motivational speaker. He's very like, motivational yeah. that way. Um, and I was like, well, I like this guy. And I really needed someone to work with. And then I remember, yeah, we went to Bonaire. You were still on the fence What's about Bonaire? hiring me. Bonaire is an island in uh, the Caribbean. It's part of the ABC islands, Aruba, Bermuda. Curacao. No. No, Bonaire. And Curacao. And Curacao. They're the Dutch. They're owned by the Dutch or like the Amsterdam, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And mm-hmm. so it's like there's a lot of Dutch people. That's like their whatever. It's, it's kind of near the Yucatan Peninsula. <laughs> you two are so funny. Um, anyways, what a pair. But Mike, no, you actually was the moment where I think pair. you kind of realized you want to be my manager. I had an Instagram stories deal that came through and the offer was really, really low. Oh, and, yeah. And I was in New York and I was really stressed out. I didn't think I was like, yeah, I was like going through a breakup. I remember like, that's when I was smoking cigarettes a lot because y'all lived in that big yeah. building and I would go outside. Anyways, I just remember all this. Yeah. And I go there and the mic was like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be having it a higher deal. And he goes, yeah. hold on. I'm going to get on a phone call with the person who's offering you this deal. 
and um, I'm not going to take a cut as a manager. I just want to like do this for you. You then hopped on the call. I didn't even want to hang. I didn't even want to like listen to the call because sometimes like deals, like I just I can't listen to them. Sure. Mike things come back. He turned it into what was going to be like. I hate talking about money, but it was like just use, it was going to be like what was going to be like a couple thousand dollars into like ten thousand dollars. No way. Yeah. How did you get good at negotiating? Where did you learn? It, I think know, that specific phone call was actually my business partner, Jared, who's he's uh-huh. a little bit more of a shark tooth negotiator than I am. Uh-huh. So I think he did the majority of the talking on that call. But I think at the time that was like mostly a Viner and I didn't even have Vine at the time. Like I never had the app. I missed that whole thing. Um, so I was more focused like on YouTube and New York City and those kind of creators. And I think like Matt and I were just more so friends. And Matt also, I mean, I'm not, it's not a like numbers game, but I think Matt had like 80,000 followers on Instagram. That's true. And I didn't want to like just not be able to do something for him. Like, I, right. you know, I want to work, you know, because brands sometimes don't always have money for smaller creators. And Vine and, died. Yeah. And right. like Vine had just died. So Matt was like stressing out about this brand deal. And I was like, bro, this is a fucking terrible deal. Like, yeah. let me just talk to them, pretend you. we're your manager, and then... Good friend. That's been making millions ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but no, honestly, one of the best decisions of my life yeah. ever was, yeah, was teaming up with this guy. I, I same, truly, Matt, same. I truly Your growth has been it. incredible. And, um... You know, like, when you yeah. had a million followers, you were like... I never thought I would have a million followers on Instagram. No, never. What a what a meteoric rise. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Nuts. I remember just like even when my friend got a thousand followers in college, I was like, whoa, yeah. a thousand. And so that's just been really cool. But it's also cool about how well like Mike has like also integrated like with our friends in uh, around here in LA. Yeah, yeah. Like nice. a lot, some people have like really kind of like weird professional relationships with their manager. They have like boundaries and stuff. Like Mike is still like my, Mike and I you can have a hang podcast out with him. Yeah. 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 And Hold so I, I have to pee. I had a ton of water oh my today. Gosh, unbelievable. <laughs> we can we can do we can just chat on our own if you want. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Yes, SeatGeek, they're back. Thank you so much. SeatGeek just sponsored our big roast, which was a smash success. Number one on trending. You're welcome, SeatGeek. Uh no, I'm just kidding. I actually I want to thank SeatGeek. They've been a, a longtime sponsor with me. They've sponsored this podcast last year. They sponsored my YouTube videos, and they're the best company out there. They're so easy to work with and their app is so easy. Go right now, guys. Go check out the SeatGeek app. Download it. Have it on your phone. Just have it ready because let me tell you something. Going to see live events is so important. I've preached about it before. I want to talk about it again. You can go see concerts, sporting events, uh, live theater. I've seen Hamilton through SeatGeek uh, and I always have the app on my phone. If it strikes me that night, if I'm looking for something to do, I check it. I see who's in town and I can go see a Live show. I recently saw Dave Chappelle through SeatGeek. That was one of the greatest nights of my life. And what I love about SeatGeek is that the tickets go right to your phone. As an, as an older gentleman, I am just amazed at this. I used to lose tickets all the time. Um, that would always be like, you have the tickets and then I'd lose them in your pocket. They're right on your phone. You go in, you scan. When we went to Harry Styles, there was no problem. And I got one more thing to say about SeatGeek, which is if you go and download the app and you use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order. That's an incredible deal. $20 off right now. Now, Seat Geek saying, hey, listen, come on in, go, go see a live event, go have fun and uh, and take your uh, your your significant other out there and go see a live show. It's so important. And my thanks to Seat Geek for sponsoring this podcast. Jason Nash is back. Welcome back to All Good Things Podcast. Mr. Burn Jason Nash. What? Mr. Burn when you pee. It depends. Do you have oh, any? Uh... You may have a UTI. I'm kidding. Oh, um, let's uh, see. What else do I want to talk to you guys about? Did you prepare for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wrote a Wow. Good job. 
and so and so you're you'll be married by the end of the year and then you'll move in together right uh, <laughs> yeah <not? laughs> yeah then we'll move in together but nice. we already spend a lot of our time together as a couple. yeah yeah and what about you mike uh what time does catering <laughs> arrive by the way i'm getting a little hungry <laughs> mike, you, <sighs> weren't you in a you were in a bombing in israel right a shooting but thank you a shooting <laughs> I think that's so fascinating. When I think about you, I, I always think about that. Really? Yeah. I don't think about that. You don't? No. And and because of that, because you're in that shooting in Israel, do you do you value life more? Like you had like a near death. I've never had like a near death experience like that. Yeah. Um, it was. Is it not something you want to talk about? No, no, we can. It's just a little dark. I don't want it to get like flagged for I'm saying. sorry. I don't mean to. For these like words. But it, there was a G-U-N. And an yeah. S-H-O-O-T-I-N-G at a restaurant I was in. Is YouTube like that now? I think so. I can't say G-U-N. Go I, ahead. I wouldn't. I don't know. Just yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was sitting at a restaurant and- We got flagged for me being too old last week. What does that mean? They just oh. said too old. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the thumbnail and went, nope. Yep, nope. Um, and these two uh, not so nice people took out some G-U-Ns and unalived about eight people at the restaurant I was at, like next to me, ran- How, how, how close were the people that- uh, that, uh, that perished next to you. Uh, perished. like, I mean, table, it was an outdoor restaurant, like maybe three, four tables away. Um, unreal. What time of night? Uh, like 10 PM. And you're just out there. Cause I know in Israel, that's like really fun to be out at. Yeah. I met, it was after a birth, after and... a birthright trip, I met up with, um, how old were you? Like 25 or 26. Shit. Um, met up you with, saw them get shot. They were behind me and I saw like people running and I heard like seven shots. Like it was, I, my back was to me. The person I was sitting at, he like went ghost white, saw them behind me, grabbed me. I grabbed the girl we were with and we ran. And as we were running, people were getting wrecked. And there's a, there's a Wikipedia article about it, which is like kind of crazy. And there's like all the footage from the restaurant and you can like see me Have running. You watched it? Yeah. Um, I used to like show people just to like, I think that was a way of like dealing with it was just like talking about yeah. it. What do you remember the exact date? No, actually. Uh, June 16th or June 14th, maybe? Yeah. I think what was, year? I think it was 27. I think it was June 14th, 2016. But, like, I remember I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I just want to go. And, like, they locked us in a restaurant. It was a whole thing. I don't want to. It's not that funny, so I don't want to, like, do the whole sure, sure. episode. Sure, sure. We can cut it, too. Um, okay, so I it happened. It was, like, really scary. We had a run. They kept us in this other restaurant that we ran into. And, like, then the police came. And they let us out finally. I went home, didn't think anything of it, didn't like cry, didn't have a reaction, just like kind of just like, all right, well, I'm alive. That's fine. Ferris, <laughs> Ferris has a thing on the screen that says how to get the world's most insane app. <laughs> it's a YouTube title we're working on. Oh, that's cool. Um, Mike's talking about a near death experience. Go ahead. It's yeah. uh, just, do you have a sandwich you want to eat or anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I came home and, and in Israel, actually, I think this was helpful, but like in Israel, I went to the families of the people that I was with to go to dinner at their house after. Cause it's, it was like this bonding experience that I went yeah. with the two people and they were like, Oh, well now you're officially an Israeli citizen. Like welcome to the country as like, they were joking about it. Like right. we're constantly in a state of war here. You know, it sucks for everybody. Now you've earned your, you know, your stripes as right. a joke, whatever. Sure. And like, they were serving wine at the restaurant, like what, like right afterwards, they were like, just they, they got the guys. It's fine. We'll let you out in a few minutes, have a glass of wine, calm down. Like it's going to be fine. It's Shit. a very bizarre experience. And then I also was able to really connect with what kids in America are going through with all the school stuff. Like, yeah. cause that's when it started. It, I mean, it's been happening for a while, but like it's now that it's ramped up quite a lot. 
I cannot imagine what it's, I mean, to be a kid in a place you're supposed to be safe in a school, like it's fucked up. I think that it's so, it's it's so fucked it up. Every time I drop my kids off at school, I'm it's like, God, insane. Please. So the only, like I would say reaction I've had from it is I don't like going in elevators and I don't like going in the subway. I just don't like being in like an enclosed space now yeah. where I like can't get out. Yeah. And it's not even like, I think something bad's going to happen, but I think like, that's the extent of my reaction. I've never gone to therapy about it. I probably should. Right. But I just like joke about it, talk about it, pull up the Wikipedia when I'm drinking once in a while and just be like, I can't fucking believe that. I do the same thing about the Wikipedia or I don't think there's a Wikipedia. Because here's the craziest my... part. If I can, if I can dive a little bit into this story, met the girl, she was in, in the army. She was an Israeli soldier. Yeah. And I had to wait for her to change out of her uniform and put on her street clothes. And I was like, fuck that. Just come in your uniform. I'm hungry. Like, I don't care. And she's like, no. Unless you're carrying your gun, you don't walk around in your uniform because we're targets for terrorist attacks. <gasps> and I was like, dude, no one's fucking shooting you tonight. Like, shut up. Just wear your fucking uniform. It'll be hot. It'll be cool. Like, that's sick. I'm going to right. dinner with a hot Israeli army girl, whatever. She changes out of her uniform. We go to the restaurant. I'm wearing, like, shorts and a tank top. And there are these two kids sitting right at the front. And they're wearing suits. <laughs> and she's, like, joking with me. And she's like, see, Mike, when you take me out, you should wear suits like these guys. And I was like... I'm on vacation. I'm wearing a fucking suit. Shut up. Right. And there was a table right next to them. This girl to shut up. I, Mike. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that no one of this date didn't go very well. It wasn't even shut up. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't saying it like she's that. In, she's in the army. Okay. It wasn't a date. We were just friends. <laughs> and there was a table open up next to these kids too. And the, the hostess was like not letting us sit right there. She's like, you can't sit at this table. And it was a table right next to these two kids. And I just wanted to sit down because I was hungry. And she's like, well, we only have a section for you in the smoking section. It's like around the corner, like two tables that way. I was like, fine, I'll sit in the smoking section. We sit down in the smoking section. And then she comes back and is like, if you want that other table, we can bring it, give it to you now. And I was just like, I already got the menu open. Like, let's just sit here. And then uh. she goes, what kind of beer do you want to have? And then the second she says <gasps> that, it's just. Uh. And it turned out it was the two kids in the suits and the two people that were sitting at the table I was at, I would have sat at. Damn. I don't know what happened. I don't know how I, it's crazy. It doesn't make any, I'm like, now I have like the chills. Cause like, it's crazy that, that for whatever, it was so bizarre that we couldn't sit at that table. Like the hostess didn't give me a reason and we were supposed to, I wanted to sit at that table. And for some reason I was moved to a different table and I'm alive now. I should think about this more and I should value life more. No, no, you do. You're very grateful. I try, you're, but I don't, no, I, I don't do it in the, the context grateful. of like, I survived that. But now that I'm like saying this, I'm like, damn. Because then I could have just been not alive since 2016. I would have never moved here. Could have been sitting at that table. Yeah. Easily. Anyway. But now Seth, we're here. Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on one of the 9-11 planes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I mean. Who? Seth MacFarlane. Oh, the yeah. guy made Family Guy. There's, But there's like, I even before this. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg would have stopped it if he was on. <laughs> what a bizarre Mark Wahlberg would have stopped it. You think so? No, he would not have. Mark, Mark no. He said that in an interview. Well, if I, know, I was on I the know. flight, I would have stopped it from happening. Yeah, but that's like, I grew up with like a macho dad like that. That's like, yeah. that's that's how they think. Yeah. They, they believe that they're superhuman and that 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 gets them through life yeah okay. you know like okay. that's 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 okay. what, they need to say that i take so it back can, mark Wahlberg. so they can I live with themselves <laughs> yeah he's friends with joe volpus now you might cross paths with them and you don't want to be mark to Wahlberg one f 45 class he's not friends with joe volpus <laughs> please please don't spread that out there that mark Wahlberg is friends with joe volpus mark Wahlberg, mark Wahlberg, stay away from joe volpus don't go near him um do you what's have a, your story do you have a touching Mine, story uh, my, my, 
not as intense, but a little, it did shake me up. Um, this happened in October of 2010 at the University of Texas at Austin. I was a freshman in college. And this happened on, oh my God, October. It's like October 13th. It was mid, I'm pretty sure it was mid or early October. Um, around seven, right before eight, eight in the morning. Um, if you don't know the UT campus, I had intro to journalism at the UTC. <laughs> if our, our listeners, because sometimes I think it is interesting knowing exactly where I was. Okay. No, to explain it. I don't know the YouTube. Um, so I was beautiful. Like, Can we pull up a map? <laughs> I could show you. Okay, so it's hallway E on the uh, West Building, right there on twenty first on twenty first Street on Liberty um, Liberty Ave. Class started the JFK building. Class started right at eight in the morning. I had just walked into class. We sat down, and then right around, I'm pretty sure eight oh four, eight oh five, a bunch of kids started running into our classroom, screaming. There's a guy outside shooting a gun. And we so were much all for not saying the words for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, block it out. Bunch of, they it's all, fine. It's okay. fine. And so right, class starts, and a bunch of people start. There's a guy outside um, doing some bad stuff. Doing some bad stuff. Bang bang. And then, but instantly, we're like, "Huh? Is this like some like uh, theater sketch? Like we thought like they were trying to teach us like about uh, uh, you know uh, weapon safety yeah. and because uh, we were ju- we had just studied Columbine and so." We couldn't believe it, and then it's a, it's and literally musical. another Everybody person comes in like under screaming. It's like going, "Get down!" And so we all had to theater get sketch. under. <laughs> what is what joke? You didn't hear my joke. I, you said theater, and my thought was like they're going to come in and do a musical. Like everybody hide yeah, yeah, under the desk. Yes. This is a drill, but Push it's just Matt a had test. improv on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn like, it! I need to, to sign participate? up. <laughs> These guys are having fun. <laughs> but. So we all had to hide under uh, the desks and stuff, yeah. and then we had to lock all of the doors. And then more and more students started pounding and pounding on the doors. We then get alerts on our phone saying that there's a gunman on campus. Um, Did you let them in? No, we wouldn't. But that was what was really scary is because it was other students who were trying to get in, but we thought it was like the gunmen too. And I remember just being under the table with a bunch of kids. And they, and like these, I remember these two girls were just crying so hard and having to calm them and just being like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But it was just scary knowing that like are other students being killed like right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. knowing like it's a huge campus. So we were under lockdown from 8 a.m. until I'm pretty sure 3 or 4 p.m. Oh, what? No. And I didn't have breakfast. I remember being so hungry that day. And we just had to sit there and watch the news. Because you like, know me, Mike, I need to eat. I know. Pre-Postmates. Yeah. Can they deliver during a, an event? Uh, it was before Postmates. Twitter had just, like, was kind of just a thing. Like, yeah. it was really hard to Wait, figure out sorry what was to interrupt, but was there actually... So what happened was, is yeah. that this kid, shall we say the guy's name? No, 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 never. He uh, was a depressed mathematics student, and he uh, went on the bus that day with 47 in a ski mask. I, he may have had another gun. He got off right at that first stop right outside of the UTC, right outside of my building. My classroom was like right there. Ours, right. Our door was exposed to the outside. Um, he... Uh, put on the ski mask, shot a couple rounds into the sky, a couple rounds into the street, and then um, and then just started like hollering. And then he ran into the PCL, the library right next to the UTC, ran all the way up to the top floor and unalived himself. And so it was like right. a day where like a, a really bad shooting was supposed. I think was supposed to 
And I'm not saying supposed to happen, but he was planning. But on it was that, maybe. just, it was just so disturbing how you can be going about your day, and then someone else is just having like the worst day yeah. ever, and you're just like a bystander to it. Their last. I'm glad day. I wasn't like. I'm luckily I wasn't too traumatized as it compared to some other students I knew that day who were in the library when it was happening on the floor when it was happening like that type of stuff like really spooks me. But knowing that it happened within just like couple hundred yards away yeah really has shook me up so that's that that was like my well then you have a, a roommate who like lied about being in the yes shooting too oh, okay so I had, a, I had a roommate who was a compulsive liar <laughs> we were roommates during the time jason no. i'm talking about compulsive liar. no and so and I remember I had 8 a.m. class. He didn't have class on those days until like noon. So he got to sleep in. And it's always like the worst when you have to get up early for something and like right. someone else gets to sleep sure. in. Sure. You remember, remember that. he was sleeping in. And I went to class that day and I had the crazy, and I thought I had a crazy story that day. He goes, Oh no, I saw the shooter. I was walking across <laughs> and I go, That's impossible. I left the dorm room at 7 50 a.m. and I walked from Jester East to the UTC and 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 and, they, and he goes and so you're saying you woke up and you were right after me like huh I, and so then I didn't believe him you called then, him on it and then I went and most on his people laptop, not would just let it go be like oh, oh no cool, well, you no you I actually no I did let him have it till to this day he's convinced about that story but yeah. I was a bit of a creep and I opened up his laptop when he wasn't looking <laughs> and looked at his history he and realized he really didn't wake up until 11 a.m a.m. that day and that's when he started searching about like the shooting and reading everything about it so his first huh? google search of the day was you would have been, hours you after call it police? happened call the police on him <laughs> yeah nah. hi this guy's lying about being in the <laughs> yeah. shooting yeah got all the evidence right here <laughs> uh, oh, that's really funny. but i still to this day let him have that story but i do not believe that well, he was there have you ever had a brush with death jason yeah brush with death i almost drowned in cape cod but other than that no i've been, oh, I've been really from cape lucky. cod yeah <laughs> get it, get it, get it. i did i almost drowned i was I was Rob. I was running, and I running. was running on the beach in Cape Cod. Okay, and I saw this sandbar, and this old lady turns to me and she's like, "I said, oh, I'm going to swim out to that sandbar." And she goes, "Oh no, the current, the current will take you." And I was like, "I was like, shut up!" I was like, "I'm strong. I don't know. Current's going to take me." Yeah. And she's and so I go and I, I start swimming, and sure enough. Fucking current comes. What happened? And I, it just takes me under. Under the water? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like drowning. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I'm like, I'm like, this is it. I'm done. Like, this is how I'm gonna die. Hold. Thirty six. <laughs> Shit. And uh, I and, thought the current takes you out, not under. But this well, was, this... it was taking me. It was taking me like away from where I wanted to go. And you were underwater. Yeah, yeah. No, I was drowning. I was like swallowing water, <gasps> and I start screaming. And it's a really embarrassing moment. And um, and then I just decided to, like, try to float. Yeah. So I, I panicked. And then uh, the, 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 the current takes me, like, crazy, like, a mile down the beach. Like, not a mile, but, like, I don't know, a quarter mile Farther down the beach. Farther than you want to swim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the time I... I got out. There were fire trucks. It was really embarrassing. Is this the thing where you're supposed to be swimming, not against it, but with it? Or like, yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't try and swim if toward the shore. If you did know that, would it have saved you? Or? Yeah, if I had known that. Yeah. Are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do? So when you're, when you're, this happened, rip tie. it happened to me in Barbados too. Right? We were, had yeah. a, we had a little, uh, had a couple of brewskis and wanted to go do a sunset float out in the water, <laughs> me and my boys. 
So we had a couple beers with us, went out and just started floating while we're finishing our beers as the sun was setting. And then we look around and we realize like the beach, we don't see our Airbnb. We're like far away and really far away from the beach. And we're like, well, let's head back guys. Yeah, and yeah. we start swimming and yep. we're swimming for probably 15 minutes and we are no closer. Yeah. You're we not are, and and I'm, we're a little drunk. I'm not in shape at all. And I start to panic a little bit. And thankfully one of my friends was smart. What you're supposed to do when you're realizing that you're swimming, you're not getting closer to the beach. Don't like if the beach is in front of you swim with the coastline yeah. and then you'll break out of the rip current and uh -huh. then you can swim back to the yeah, beach. Yeah, okay. uh -huh. So thank God I swam harder than I've ever swam my entire life. I thought, I thought I was going to die too. Um, that's exactly what I did. I fucking went with, with the, the ocean. Yeah. yeah the I didn't know that, really but they scary. were like, and it, you know, even still, it's not easy to do, yeah. but it's impossible to get back to the shore. Just going forward. Mm -hmm. If I didn't know that I would have probably exhausted myself because I just would have kept trying to swim. Oh, and then, woo. yeah. But I liked what she said about those moments in life where you're like, like what? Like, yeah, it just yeah, doesn't just make sense that you could have weird moments like that. Well, I had a friend tell me when I was really young, like early 20, like 23 or something. And he was like, Oh, it's uh, I just think about the bus factor. And I was like, what's the bus factor? And he goes, dude, we live in New York city. You could step outside right now and just get flatlined by a bus. Yeah. And that's it. That could happen any time of day. Any, you cross the street 30 times a day in this city. Someone's getting killed by a bus. Yeah. It might be you. If you die today, are you going to be happy with the life that you live? Because you realistically, that's like a high possibility that you could, today could be your last day. So if that way, and there's a lot of different versions of this quote, but like, I would think about it like, damn, I could just get fucking wrecked by a bus right now. Yeah. I, I should really like be my best self. I, I also feel like I've had so many, so many lucky breaks in my life. Oh yeah. Like so many, like that's being, the, being in the improv that night when David was there, um, is incredibly lucky. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my kids, the way they came out. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, they're both so great. Um, meeting my girlfriend. like Yeah, same. I that, was thinking about that with Patricia. I my, could have not the, gone to that party. That's always like. Tell me. Tell me. Because I want to tell you night. my story. Um, I was, Yeah, I was at a, uh, there was a, a watch party. Um, like, a bunch of people rented out an Airbnb. A bunch of my college friends. Is that where the suits? UT people. That was uh, the second time we met Patricia. Okay, okay. But uh, a bunch of. Uh, like UT people, Georgia people, Alabama people at an Airbnb watching a sports game. When was this? And this was, was oh, this was 2018, 19. It was right when I moved here. Yes, 2000. And actually, it was like 2018. Okay, so not long Patricia ago. and I started like really dating in 2019. It was fall of 2018. And I was just, and I was, and I, I was like still newly single, but still it was hard for me to really get out of the house and like go do things. I was still very like, oh, curse the world kind of a thing. Yeah. And then I was at the party and I look across uh, the party and I just see Patricia talking sports with like a handful of guys and it's just huh. schooling them yeah. about their teams, their players and everything. And I don't yeah. follow sports at all, but yeah. I was so attracted to just like how smiley and like mm -hmm. spunky she was. She and, was uh, really oh, yeah. a soldier. I thought she was just a light and it's just, but I was really enamored. We didn't really like really meet. I like slightly introduced like, or just told her how much I thought of a light she was. I was very, very drunk, but then I kept running into her. Patricia, but if way, I was doesn't never, remember doesn't remember yeah. it. But if I never went to that party, yeah, I would have never like, I don't even think would it could have also seen her in that like light but too. Then, but then like, also we I ran into like, her again, right? Yeah, another, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ran into her again at another party. And then I was still like, I had already like looked up her name and everything. Why, why but, would you not leave the house? 
Uh, just back oh, then. Oh, I don't just... know. It's just like, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was just like a depressing time in my life. Yeah. Well, because you know when like you're getting over a breakup, yeah. You know, you're in that phase where you're just like, I- I'm just not ready. I'm I'm not gonna meet someone, you guys. <laughs> but I had a really good buddy who um just would get me out of the house and take me to events and things, and also going and hanging around like other people who are my age. I was also hanging around with just you know the vlog squad a lot. Yeah. But I needed to go hang out with like some college people and, and hang out with like also people who just I don't know. Like didn't know who we are. Yeah. Patricia, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of girls who were interested in me were interested in me because of, like, the internet stuff. Sure, sure. Patricia had no clue who I was, and she I loved that. She thought he that. had fake followers because he wasn't verified. <laughs> yeah. Did this kid buy 100,000 followers? That's so cringe. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would have met her otherwise? I hope so. I want to think that, but I don't know. Just the way the sun was hitting and the, How did the two or move? three beers that I had and, like, locking eyes yeah. and just being like, this is this person is insanely beautiful. Who knows if it, what was your opening line? What, the first thing I said to her, I said, "Hi, I'm sorry, I'm about to leave right now, but I gotta say, you are such a light. The way you ah. talk and like carry yourself, you're just you're adorable." And I just had to say that, and she goes, "Thanks, like make me blush." And then that was it. And then that's dress is over there, like no one's ever said that to me. <laughs> 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 That's a great opening line. Yeah, but it was just- You know uh, why? Because it's very genuine. It's something you would do. Yeah. I was yeah, just, yeah, but are. I wasn't trying to like yeah. hit on her. Like no, I wasn't also, also trying to like hook up a Trisha. No, like, no. Critical no. misplay though. Didn't give his name. Yeah. Didn't ask for her last name. Just dropped the compliment and disappeared as if like somehow the universe is going to bring them together again. Yeah. And it did. And it did. And it truly and we, did. Because I didn't, I didn't know if she had a boyfriend. I didn't know. I don't know. Nothing. There was just, I didn't want to like embarrass myself around like all those people. Like, yeah. It was just. And then. You just. It was, what was it, like two weeks, a month later, we went to the same house party. I think it was the same house, right? Yeah. And Matt's friends had told him that it is a bar mitzvah themed party. So you need to wear a suit for this party. And so Matt and I showed up in suits to like a regular house party and it was no, it was not a bar mitzvah theme at all. Everyone was just wearing regular clothes <laughs> and we looked insane, but we also looked really fucking cool and everyone wanted to talk to us. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are these two guys in suits doing here? And it's like the second party I ever went to in LA. And Matt was like, that cute girl with the raspy voice is here. I'm going to go talk to her. I'm like, Patricia. Yeah. She's like, who are you? <laughs> and I yeah. remember I, she didn't like that. I had like, or like my hair was like bleach blonde and I had like an ear. <laughs> in an earring she and stuff. Like she was like, I remember that phase. Yeah. 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 Well, I wanted to do everything my ex didn't want, want me to do. So I was like, I'm bleaching my hair. I'm piercing my ear. It, it, she was, um, she was just randomly in LA. Patricia? Yeah. No, she lived in LA. Oh, but, but you were back home. No, no, this, all, no, this, oh, all, this all happened in LA. In LA. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. you were at, like, a bunch of college people who live in LA. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, this was like also the first two parties that Matt had brought me to. Like, I had just moved here two weeks ago. That's right. I remember. And, now, and now I'm marrying her. Yeah, it's and crazy. It's so crazy <laughs> thinking about that day that you're going to like meet your like your future like wife. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a wild thing to think about. But it's something you shouldn't go out and actively think about all the no, time. No, you, you didn't go. Okay, Patricia King. That sounds pretty good. Like right. That's not- well, I had a friend who was like always thinking he was gonna meet like. His wife, future wife. And I was like, dude, you got to snap out of like thinking every girl, like group of girls you're meeting. Like he was just trying to be like (laughs) on it, like aggressively making eye contact with them. Just tone it down. Yeah. You'll find each other. I was all, I was all like, uh, out of hope really. I thought I'd be alone forever. 
I really did. And then, and then, and then I was in love with my girlfriend for like two years mm-hmm. and I didn't think she wanted anything to do with me. And then one day she texted me and I just feel super lucky. Like it's just weird. Mm-hmm. So now when I do see her at, at all, I'm like, I, I can't believe you're here. Yeah. I can't believe you're here at all. I know. I also think a lot about like my younger self, like my like eight year old self just being like, Oh my God, I such as like, hot fiance yeah like i don't know i love like how proud like my younger self would like be too mm-hmm. i hope you mm-hmm. where i'm at i also well. think about that like once you're happy then everything will be taken away too like you, so that's fear? your jewish side so like when she like when she leaves or something i'm like god i hope she doesn't get hit by a bus or i, I hope you know what i mean about- like i hope i don't get hit by a bus oh, or, yeah. Yeah, and that's i normal. think that all the, I, all the time I was, last night i was having a huge uh i wouldn't say an anxiety attack but i was like a meltdown a meltdown yeah where i was like i just feel like something bad is gonna happen oh yeah and i'm like everything's going so great me too I'm loving it all it's all everything when you're miserable you wouldn't care if you got hit by a bus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried, like, I'm going to get some call or, like, yeah. some text. I'm always worried about, like, the thing is, like, I don't need my phone to be on my phone all the time. But, like, sometimes I have no signal. I'm like, hopefully nothing bad's happening <laughs> right now. I mean, 99.99999% of the time, nothing bad's happening. Right. You know? yeah. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really know. weird to watch you guys grow up. Yeah. Yeah, like, you getting engaged. Like, that's crazy. Uh, you kind of, yeah, have all watched us, like, yeah. uh, Bloom into our own adulthood from. And you guys used to live together. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. That was a really cool time. That was fun. Yeah. I, was I mean, really fun. That backyard was so big at that house. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah, it was My huge. favorite was when we had Dylan Francis wake you up at. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, were yeah. like, oh my god, fast asleep. And I had my yeah, your your my mouth guard on thing. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom was sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were like, oh, we got to go in and set it all up. She and was then carrying I, and then speakers. I'm like, my mom just told in. me the story. Yeah, I was, I was like bringing in stuff, and I look. We had already been, had been setting up, and then I just look over the couch. Your mom just sleeping. I go, <laughs> Jason's mom is sleeping. Like, I was like, what? Like, do we think this through? We had to wake up. Like, sorry, we're about to have another party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, go ahead. She said, she goes, Todd, Todd grabbed me on the shoulder. He said, Mrs. Nash, you gotta go upstairs. <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. That was a fun house. All right, guys, you guys wanna play Truth or Cricket? No. Oh, Truth or Cricket. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, sure, I'm not gonna eat any crickets, though. Come on, Mike. They're not Maybe kosher. Oh, no. No! What? Are <laughs> these these were, I thought these were gonna be like flavored. This is like genuinely for a bearded dragon. Oh, you're literally serving insect food right now? <laughs> it's reptile food. I mean, come on. Who and a half are good influences? Truth or cricket? Honestly, good influences. I get that because on Hoot and a Half, it's like our show. We're the hosts. We have to be interviewing someone. We have to prepare. I have to do all the production. I get that. Yeah. And good influence is almost like therapy because we're just yes. shooting the shit with our friends. We Low love lift. them both. You should have that for Hoot and a Half. You should have somebody produce it. I don't know. I think we may. I don't know. I've had some ideas of switching up Hoot and Half. Okay. Getting rid of Mike. No. <laughs> absolutely not. But making it more like a pull back, pull that thing up kind of a thing rather than being like, so what were you like in high school? Like, yeah. I don't know. I've, kind of, also, I've had a lot of the origin story interviews like, I'm kind of done with. Dude, I think we started Hoot and a Half in like May of 2020. Yeah. It's, we've been doing it for like almost three years now. Yeah. That's two. Yeah. It's 2022. Just about to be 2023 in like eight days. Something with a little bit more structure. I don't know. I could be interested in. Mike, how much did you bake off managing Matt this year? (laughs) I don't know the answer to that. We don't talk. We don't. We don't talk about money like that. Truth or cricket? I'll eat a cricket for you. Do not answer. (laughs)
We're, you love asking the money questions to people. You're good. You don't have I to do eat good a on cricket. TikTok. You don't have to eat a cricket. I want to. Okay. Thank you, Matt. You're not, you're not, you're not going to tell me. No, we don't. We don't. I know Matt gets paid a lot. Matt <laughs> gets paid a, a, a what he is worth. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? It's really it's, funny because if you had like David here, he would tell you. Some David people can talk me? about it. Some people don't. We don't. It's, that's, not, it's oh, not, that's not how I was raised. It's not polite to. That's talk not how about. I was raised either. In fact, when David started like talking about, he would ask me. He's like, "What'd you make last month?" I'd be like, "Go." What? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, it's it's also impolite to talk about someone else's finances too, right? Like I don't tell anyone. What We're Matt asking makes. what you made. I know, but that I don't would think imply... it makes. I don't think it makes people feel very good. Yeah, like it's... truly, like I sometimes like I. Uh, oh, that's interesting. When I see clips about it, like or reading people like talk about it. When you like hear about someone's making, someone's never like, well, now I feel good about what I do. Like there are people who are really working their fucking asses right. off yeah. and they have to they get paid what they get paid mm -hmm. and gloating about what you get paid and how cool and fun it is. It, sometimes I don't think you earn like that much like hooray right, or pizzazz. Okay. It also oh, makes wait, you wait, less, no, no, no. It oh, makes oh, you oh, like less related. Yeah. But People are saying like like sal salary transparency is like a good thing though. So this people are salary. saying we're not we're not we're not salaries ever. Yeah, yeah. But like you're saying company. you were raised not to talk about money. Period. What if you had a normal job? Oh um, no, I don't. I, I think I think if we had normal jobs, like if I worked at like Deloitte, I would 100 percent be one of those people. Deloitte, like, what's that? It's a bank. Oh, <laughs> that was a coffee. I forgot shop. you're only half Jewish. <laughs> I only talk about. <laughs> I'll only talk about what I make with. You or my family. That's okay, it. Matt, who won't be invited to your wedding? <laughs> who won't cricket, be? Cricket, cricket. I'm taking Wait, cricket. really? You could say who's not. You could say one person who's not no, getting invited. I hope no. I get the invite. You will. You, you with, you're with a date? Jess, I think you're. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think you will. You better I, become really good friends with Matt over the next or, six go, months. You got to speak up, Patricia. Who was I just. Matt refused to remember my name and my two other friends that were close with Mike, and it took him. A year before he, he accepted that we weren't leaving and that we were. It's true. Friends. It is true. I would hang out with Jess. Angela, yeah, you and introduced Mika. me to Jess. Yeah, and I would have it's these three friends of mine: Jess, Mika, and Angela. Every single time, and it was probably over a year. We'd show up to a party; they'd be with me, and Matt never knew their names because he thought that the last time he saw us was going to be the last time he ever saw them. Yes. I kept thinking, I'm like, they're not going to be like regulars. Like, this is a one-time thing. Mike is trying to hook up with one of them. Not, he didn't hook up with any. But, like, I kept thinking, like, they're temporary. And so, and I For kept thinking that they were fans and that they were always, like, trying to, like, come around and, like, hang out. So, here I am. Here you are, Jess. Jennifer. Or, uh, <laughs> Mike, who's your favorite client? That's Oh. Uh, you have to think. Yeah, <laughs> it's Matt. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't even know who Mike represents. Ever had a threesome? Define threesome. <laughs> More than one person in the room. <laughs> Define threesome. Uh, oh, going out on the golf course with three yeah. guys. What, oh. what do you think? Uh, like, like two, having <laughs> premarital sex with two people on the same night. Neither of you are married. What? I'm just trying to define. Can you like if, a threesome? Have you like have you ever out, been in the? Have you ever had sex with two people? Two people at once? I mean, the answer is no. I just wanted to see how far <laughs> you can. We know it's no. That's for you. too personal. Okay, so yes, <laughs> you could have just ate the cricket. Uh, who's hooked up with more girls? That's a good one, Jess. Oh, I don't know. We might be pretty. You, you want to say your number? Um, me. 
<laughs> really? Really? Yeah. I, I kind of believe that. You do. You have. He's he's crazy with girls. He really goes know, in he there. He loves it. That's his like his favorite time. And he, life. you know what? He you you neg the girls too. I've noticed that. I I don't think of it that way. I I just really <laughs> he like, does. I like Don Rickles a lot, and so I just try and do my best Don Rickles impression. It's not like. <laughs> When you say neg, I think that implies that you're, like, being mean to people. I just, like, joking around. Oh, you're just joking around. Yeah. He also kind of, Mike does the psychoanalyzes. Though. Oh, sometimes I'll try to, what do you do? What he do? He tries to figure out their, like, their Solve insecurities. Their he tries to, yeah. He tries to, like, figure out their problems. And then but not like, even in a hitting on way. I just like there helping to people. talk to them. Right. Like, if a girl's, like, this just happened the other day. This And this is a girl who's, like, seeing a guy at Patricia's house. She was, like, taking a bunch of mirror selfies and was doing, like, so many. And I was, like, what is this perfect selfie you're trying to get? And she was like, well, I'm trying to get the attention of a boy. And I was like, so what do you think is going to happen? She's like, oh, well, if I take a hot selfie, he'll see it on my story. And then he'll like DM yeah. me. And I was just like, well, why do you want him to DM you? And she's like, well, I don't know. I just kind of want the attention. I was like, well, do you want the attention because you like him? Or is it because you feel insecure about something? Oh, like, okay. is there another piece? And I, we're just like having a conversation. That's, I just like doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like talking to people. And did you hit on her too? No, 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 not no, at no, all. No, 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 no. Surprising. I don't have. I thought. Okay. You- it's also it's it's easy for us to sit there and judge him because we have relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also didn't know how to talk to girls ever, like in high school and college. Like I was just like yeah. a super nerd. And- <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. I see. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Uh, okay, Mike. F. Mary Kill. Oh. Ella Taylor or Natalie? <laughs> F. Mary Kill. Ella Taylor or Natalie? Yeah. Can we slap out Natalie for someone else? <laughs> uh, no. You can make that kill. Then. You put yeah, in no, if well, you want. Okay. Uh, I would kill Natalie. <laughs> okay. F. Taylor, marry Ella. Good. Good uh, choice. And it's not, it's mostly because I feel like I could have the longest relationship without killing myself with Ella. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I agree. No offense to either. I love all of them. No, great. but Ella, Ella would be a great life partner. Yeah, that, she's like, and I think her and Why I are most- say life partner? She's like she's gay just, or something? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> because that's like, well, because I think like fuck, Mary or it's F, like, F, Mary, kill. It's like you're I'm forced you're, to I think like Mary is like you are married to them, but you can't have sex. Right? I think yeah, that's yeah, usually yeah, a rule. Yeah. So like oh, you yeah. just share life with them. Like, I don't know, like- Have you ever stolen anything? Not like, no. I had one thing that I did one time. I think I've like, I've taken things that weren't for sale. What? <laughs> <laughs> you say you've taken something from someone's house. No, like I'll, uh, like I'll, uh, I'm a bit of like a klepto at restaurants or stuff. Like yeah. if this is a nice steak knife, I might take the knife. Like I grab it. Yeah. yeah. Or want. like some like weird like thing. I'll, I'll like, I'll steal something like that. There was like, a, nothing like aggressive, like. I did a scam worth in high school at Abercrombie and Fitch where you would take the sale sticker <laughs> off of a sale item, put the sale sticker on a more expensive item, and then when it rings up, you go, oh, well, it says it's on sale. No way. Oh, that argue. Is, that is just- <laughs> and then you argue with them, and they're like, but it says it's on sale. I'm like, where'd you get it? I said, in the sale rack. And they're like, well, it's not in the system. You do a little bit of negotiating, and then they're like, all right, they type it in. And I felt so – I saved like $10. I know, I know. I felt so bad, and I think I went in, and I was like, ah, I think this is a mistake, and then I – I steal Whataburger, it. like the order number thingies, the little plastic things they put on your tray. I steal those. Uh, Matt, have you ever cheated on a girlfriend? No. Matt, favorite co-host, Mike Carly or Aaron? Honestly? Oh, wait, but Mike, but Mike, but Mike, Mike, Mike. I Mike. don't want to hear it. 
No, I guess, um, no, but like the thing is like I could, the thing is I love talking with Mike, but Mike sometimes doesn't know a lot of things that I want to talk about. Does that make sense? Like pop culture things. Like pop culture things. Yeah, he didn't know Our childhoods are very different. He didn't watch Disney Channel, Nickelodeon. I, and and Carly and I are, since the humors are very the same, I think Carly is my favorite co-host in terms of like, Mike, can I be honest about that? I'm making a joke. I could, I I would, I would love, I could talk to Carly for a long time about certain specific things. That's cool. Uh, But you know what? We live in a world where we don't have to choose and we get to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I say that with safety where I don't think it even no, I do. Have skin that changes colors based on your emotion or tattoos that appear on your body depicting what you did yesterday. <laughs> Wait. Have, having your skin color changes on your emotion. Yeah, so I could Or you have tattoos depicting what you did yesterday. Yeah. I think the skin color on the emotion. The tattoos would be so embarrassing if you masturbated or something though, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Bad. I know. I always it would just that. be there every day. <laughs> yeah. That's like that David Sedaris joke where he said he went to a nudist colony and you always knew when someone took a shit because there'd be a big ring around their ass. Uh, <laughs> oh my walking god. Around. <laughs> Such a good joke. <laughs> Well, wow, that's good. Well, guys, those are all the questions. This has been a really good podcast. Let me just ask before we go, can you just give me one little piece of life advice that our viewers can take home with them? You guys seem to have it together. Sign Matt King in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Um, my biggest advice is go find people on the same wavelength as you. There are, in, but I'm not okay, saying okay, you okay, don't. You know what? A hundred percent. Go finish what you're saying. Go, go, we find people who are this. on the same wavelength as you. But, but by no means does that say stop being friends with the friends that you have now. But trust me, life gets a lot more interesting when you find people who uh, uh, like what you're into or think you're funny or um, are, are interested in what you do. We went there's, to- a, there's a lot of good things happen about that. And putting yourself out there is what's going to get you there. If I didn't put myself <laughs> out there on Vine, I would have never attracted all of these hooligans in my life. I had a lot of people who were my <laughs> friends in college who were like, that's stupid what you're doing. Why are you doing that? Oh, you want to go hang out with those internet people? By all means, do that. And they're going to convince you that you are making the worst decision ever and that's not the case go put yourself out there find your tribe find your people life will treat you well all right so good wow i like that mike you got anything yeah life advice how much time you got (laughs) um i think Ferris has to go (laughs) i I would just say how much time you got to capitalize we're probably gonna we're probably gonna cut this because matt's was so good but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll keep it short you are responsible for everything in your life yeah. And the, the sooner that you accept that, the sooner you can start to fix the things that are bothering you because you are ultimately responsible for everything. Yeah. And it's easy to look at the world and blame the world, but everyone has problems. Everyone has shit that they're dealing with, but you have survived 100% of the worst days of your life so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get better as long as you decide to and choose to. Wow. And there's ways to do that. Matt Grave, great advice for how to do that. But you live in a world where you can go on YouTube, type in, I mean, it sounds funny, but like Tony Robbins, Atomic <laughs> Habits, uh, like Napoleon Hill, Naval. Like there's sure. so much. You believe in all those guys. You like all I those. love Tony Robbins. Yeah. There, there's a reason why these people are around. Like there, some people just need a little Kill. bit of help and it's okay. And I, I need help. I need motivation. Like motivation right. doesn't last. You need to get inspired by people. You need to learn new things. The hardest thing is starting. And then once you've started, you're on your way. So just get started. Wow. Really good. Both of you guys. That's probably 
The nicest thing I've heard from either of you. That's really nice. I don't get this when I watch uh, Hoot and a Half. Do you think we need to do that more? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, you guys are great. We those, go for those, the laughs. Those are both really good. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks to Jess. Thanks to Ferris. Uh, go check out Hoot and a Half on YouTube, Spotify. Also check out Good Influences with Carly and Aaron and these two. Uh, and we will see you next time on the All Good Things Podcast. See y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.